Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Folks, how we doing? What's up, man? Good to see you. Glad to have you here. I apologize for us starting late. Uh, Normally in the radio business, you start at the top of the hour, but when the host is late, uh, but it's all good. Glad to have y'all here in my in Aventura, Miami, for NABJ. I'm Roland Martin, Vice President Digital. Uh, This is my 30th year in NABJ, third time on the board. I'm so glad to be here, and so this is, a, this, so is a, this is a conversation Ooh. here uh, that I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, this is the final year of the Times Journal Morning Show. Uh, how, how many of you uh, listened to or grew up listening to the Times Journal Morning Thank Show? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. For the five of y'all who didn't, what the hell is wrong with y'all? <laughs> who have y'all been listening to? Uh, and so we're going to have uh, a great conversation. You're going to learn some stuff uh, that you did not know. But we're also going to talk about uh, the future of uh, black radio as well. Uh, and so uh, to uh, introduce everybody, first off, uh, you might be sitting here going, hello, it's a conversation with Tom Jordan. No, Tom Jordan and Sybil Wilkes and my man, 
uh, Mr. Perry over here, Kevin Perry with Perry Broadcasting. Uh, give it up. He's the, uh, I call him the shot caller big baller, but his daddy really is a shot That's caller big baller. Right. That's, correct. That's correct. We also Make have, no of course, uh, she has been with Tom uh, longest of anybody else on the show. Uh, others call her sidekick. No, uh, she is the co-host and she is the chief uh, dominatrix on the show wow. who keeps everybody. She got whips and chains because she crack on everybody. <laughs> Put your hands together for Sybil Wilkes. Uh, and of course, uh, the first African-American syndicated urban radio show. Folks said this cannot be done. You must be on crack. You are outside of your mind. Uh, it was initially, it was difficult because when he started, he had a whole head of hair. Uh, but now he's clean shaven. But 20 plus years, 20, 25? 25, but, been, but in radio a lot longer than that. Uh, I won't say put your hands together, get on your feet uh, and welcome Tom Jordan to NABJ. <laughs> so y'all have a seat. Y'all gonna get a kick out of this. So when initially when uh, they said, hey, we wanna have this conversation with Tom uh, at NABJ, and uh, somebody called me and they said, I said, oh, that's a great idea. And so then they threw out the name of other people. They were like, I think we can have this person moderated and this person moderated. And I said, I'm just curious, have are any of those people on the show? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, no, who are you thinking about? I said, the one person here who owned the show. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, clearly uh, none of y'all are real producers. Uh, and so, so I had to jack them. So, and then of course being on the board, I had to go ahead and pull rank. Of course. Uh, and so I have been on the Time Jordan Morning Show for the last 11 years, uh, joining in October of 2008. Uh, and so uh, it has been uh, an incredible journey. But we journey. go further back than that. Yeah, go further back. But I'm just saying, but, but actually on the show, get yes. the check. Yes, yes. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> see, Ke Ke the money. See, Hello. you tell Kevin the CEO, because I mentioned money, his eyes lit up. Like, yes, there you go. Uh, and so uh, let's get this thing started. Uh, first of all, here's what I want to know. How did y'all meet? Oh, God. Chicago. Uh, I was... Um, I was fly jocking. I was going back and forth from Dallas to Chicago every day, doing uh, mornings in Dallas, catching American flight uh, that left at nine something uh, to Chicago and doing afternoons. And Sybil um, was doing traffic. And for the longest, I didn't see Sybil because I would say, let's go to the Sears Tower yep. and Sybil Wilkes has traffic. So how long did we do it like that? For about a few months? No, we did it for the better part of a year. Yeah. And, and then and, and, and he, then one day I found out yeah. that she was at the Hancock, not even at the Sears <laughs> Tower. Another <laughs> tall building. <laughs> and uh, and that's how and that's how we met. Yeah, I was I was doing an overnight talk show at uh, WGCI AM. Uh, and I had 13 listeners. It was my mom and 12 of her friends. <laughs> And they, you're from Chicago. I am from Chicago. I came home to Chicago uh, after working in Florida and uh, North Carolina. And so uh, Marv Dyson, God bless him, brought us all in one Monday morning and fired us. And uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, now I can get some sleep. And um, he called me four days later and said, uh, how you doing? I said, well, considering the fact that you fired me, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty swell. And uh, 
He said, well, I have an idea. And so that was the first time I ever heard somebody say, I have an idea. And that started my relationship with Tom Joyner. And I was doing traffic with Doug Banks in the morning. I was, I was, I was car jocking. I was, doing, <laughs> I was doing traffic with Doug in the morning and Tom in the afternoon. And uh, sure enough, we did it for two years. Eight. No, you did that for eight years. We did, we did uh, the back, the traffic in uh, fly duck thing for two, three years. Yeah. And then um, he called me one day. It was, I'll tell you when it was. It was shortly, my mother died in January of 93, mm -hmm. okay? And Tom was the first person to come to my house that day. And a few weeks later, he called and said, how you doing? And I said, I'm okay. He said, well, I got an idea. And he told <laughs> me about this opportunity for syndication. And would I be interested? And at that point, um, I had a boyfriend, um, but, uh, but that was it as far as any connections uh, in Chicago at that point, having lost my mother. And through that year of 93, he groomed us to get ready to move to Dallas. And we all moved to Dallas in November, right after uh, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And we did a month's worth of runs and practice runs for the show. Because it had never been done before. Ever. Ever. For urban radio. No. There were syndicated shows, but never. There were syndicated shows, but there were, there were syndicated shows, but the syndicated shows like Howard Stern and, right. and, and uh, what's the Rick lady's Dees, name? Uh, what, what? No, well, Rick Dees, Rick Dees just had a syndicated weekend show. Um, but a full form, five day Monday a week. Monday through Friday. Monday yeah. through Friday, syndicated show. Uh, uh, there was, you know, Rush Limbaugh and other, other people. But this was different because this was done for black radio. Okay, so black radio is different from any other format. It is very personal. We may, you know, we may play music and do, and, and do everything, but do everything that everybody else does. But what makes us different is black radio is a part of the community. Mm -hmm. It is a part of your family. So we had to create a show that was syndicated, yet it sounded like it was in your city. Syndicated but local. Exactly. Syndicated but local because, because we knew that we knew that black folks wouldn't they weren't going to, black people were not going to accept a show that they listened to from Dallas. It'd be all right. White folks would listen to Howard Stern from New York. Right. So we had to, we had to come up. That's why it took so, 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 so long to practice and do it, because we had to make it sound like we were local. But for everybody, though, when you, when you out here practice, normally you think radio, folks are all in the studio. No, you chose to do a show on steroids. <laughs> so explain to people where everybody was. Well. <laughs> and, it, and it grew even more out of yeah. the world kind of thinking. Because didn't you have a band somewhere? I had a band in but Chicago. Stuart. So you had a band in a, Chicago. A live mm -hmm. band. A live, a live band, band in Chicago. Yeah. You and Sybil in Dallas. Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you have somebody else somewhere else? Uh, and then uh, it, it just well, grew. It just it, it just Ms. grew. Miss Dupree was our first uh, a comedian um, on a weekly basis, and she was in New Orleans, or, or she was in Los Angeles at the time. Um, and then Myra J. She also was in Los Angeles at the time. 
It's Your World was coming out of, was, was it, it, out of Los it, it, Angeles. It came, it came from everywhere, but we didn't let anybody know that. We never did. <laughs> we never did, and we pulled it off so well that people actually thought that I was in Atlanta. And, uh, <laughs> And I was in Macomb, Mississippi. Yeah. They were swinging by the station. Hey, it's Tom now. No, really. No, yeah, really. no, seriously. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> like in Atlanta, we were in the CNN building. And the station had a window where you could see the jocks. And we kept the curtains closed. Curtains closed. <laughs> and people would come by and knock on the window I hear from the uh, uh, producer. And they were looking for me. Then, then it got so, it, 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 we got so good. Um, I was in the airport. And this man ran up to me. He said, Tom Joyner, man, how you doing, man? I used to hear you in Dallas all the time, <laughs> and I heard you in Chicago. Uh, you all right? Because I heard you in Macomb, Mississippi. <laughs> he thought you got demoted. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you in Macomb, Mississippi. You all right? Times are hard, huh? <laughs> I said, I'm good. I'm good. Don't do a benefit for me just yet. Mm -hmm. But thanks. But yeah, that's that's how we had to do it, and we pulled it off. We, I would I would I would say now here's traffic from right. from. Uh, and every every station, if they weren't automated, and yeah. even when they were automated, would send liners, and Tom would customize, and it would take day after day after day in which he would do the liners. Just for so each it would sound individual local. station to customize. So it. everything. And so what? Which means timing is everything yeah like yeah. couldn't nobody just get extra for 30 seconds no because that threw everything off well right. we were a network we were no different than than good morning america or uh cbs morning news we were a network so we had to we had to hit our we had to hit our breaks at, at, at the same time because we're a network of a hundred and some odd stations and just like just like local tv uh, then, you know, Good Morning America or the Today Show comes out of New York, but it's all these stations around the country. And here's and weather they have in your hit, neighborhood. And they yeah, have to hit like, those marks. Right. You know. Kayla, I want to bring you in here because uh, as a station owner, to Tom's point, it was all about a local morning show. I did morning drive. I had a morning show, WVON, before I joined uh, the Tom Jordan Morning Show. And WVON, The Voice of the Negro, it's about local. Yeah. It's about local, 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 touching, feeling. Black folks want to drop food off by the station, uh, <laughs> and then you put them on the air. Thanks for bringing, by, bringing some chicken at 7 o'clock in the morning. Illinois. All that stuff. Yes, yes. So how was it for you on the station ownership side to hear this idea in black radio? Y'all want us to give up my most important slot yeah, to a syndicated show that's not here? Yeah. Right. Uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to you, Mr. Jordan, and to Sybil for your career. And I know thank this you. is not the end, it's just a new beginning to a next stage. So thank you from an ownership perspective. Thank you for what you did. Roland, to your, to your question, our, we have a family business audience and we're based out of Oklahoma City. And for what Mr. Joyner did in our company, we own radio stations throughout the nation. And we have Mr. Tom Joyner and his morning show, Sybil, in at one time at five different markets, four now. And what he did, he made it local, but what he has not said when it was a brand new uh, show that he was rolling out, that was the first time that I could say that it was actual money put behind a show to make it sound equal to anything else that was out there. And so when you put that type of investment in it and you have the talent, you get the time during the morning show. 
The local driven was phenomenal for us. Now remember this, I'm in Oklahoma City. He, he, I'm glad he didn't say, call us Mississippi when he was talking about how bad Mississippi <laughs> And we're not Atlanta, Georgia. But in Oklahoma City to have a talent like these two individuals in the, in the initiatives that he drove made our stations even more relevant. So from a local perspective, people turned on the radio every day to hear what Tom Joyner had to say about what was dealing with us in this room nationwide because it affected us locally as well. That's one thing that he was masterful of, of dealing with issues that affected us even locally. Tom, well, the, the, that, that's because the black community, the black community, even though we, you know, we stretch from coast to coast, is really very small. Very small when you're broadcasting to the black community because all of our needs are, you know, education, finance, uh, health. Uh, health. All of those, all of those things, makes us a very small community when you're broadcasting. And we had to, we had to come up with a show that did more than just play some music and, and, and tell you what time it was. We had to come up with a, with, with, with a show that did everything that black radio has always done, and that's get involved and super serve our African-American community. Which is how you actually first got on the radio. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mentor, uh, John H. Johnson, taught me that. But no, 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 when you were no, a kid. No, when, when the, the white man, when the activism, white man said act, stop, stop protesting. Activism is how you became a DJ. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I was protesting. <laughs> I, was, I was protesting. I'm from Tuskegee, small town. Any Tuskegee, have, any Tuskegee folks in the room? Any Alabama folks right. in the room? Okay, gotcha. All right. So um, this was in the 60s. Um, Montgomery bus boycott uh, was going on, and and. We were, and if you if you notice any of the any of the footage of all of the protests, uh, you you saw you saw young people. Our parents couldn't uh, couldn't afford to take the risk of losing their job with with with, with white people. So so every Saturday, every Saturday, we were out there protesting something: voter registration, school desegregation, <laughs> uh, lunch counters. You know, uh, Confederate soldiers in the, in the, you know, we were we were we were doing we were doing that every Saturday. So I'd like to tell you that <laughs> I was I was woke, and I was out there protesting like everybody else because you were down for the cause. Down for the cause. Down for the cause. And the truth is the truth. I was a fat kid, and they served good food at protest parties. <laughs> so you were Lord hungry. Have, Lord have mercy. Oh, oh, my God, the sandwiches were so good. They give you a whole half a chicken. <laughs> you like, for protesting? For protesting. Woke. So every, every, every Saturday, we're out there protesting something. And eating. And eating. Sign in one hand. Sandwich in the other. Yeah. And so this particular Saturday, we were protesting the fact that our one radio station in this practically all-black town did not play any Aretha, no Temptations, no Wilson Pickett, none of that. <laughs> and, and the radio station was housed in a, a Ford dealership. The owner of the radio station also owned this Ford dealership. 
<laughs> so we out there, we want Aretha. We want Wilson Pickett. We, and the man, owner came out there and he said, look, I see y'all out here every Saturday protesting something. I'm trying to sell some cars. I didn't give a damn about this radio station. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll give y'all a show where you can play all the Aretha and the temps that you want. Who wants to do it? Or was it an hour on Saturday? Uh, it was a daytime station, so it was uh, started at two o'clock, and whatever the, whatever time the sundown, the sun, the sundown, uh, the sun went down, and so um, uh, I put I put the sign down, but I held on to the sandwich, <laughs> and I put my hand up, and I said I'll do it, and that's how my career started. And you how? Uh, I was, uh, I went to school early, uh, you so were I was in like college, 19, like, yeah. I was in college, early. I, was, I was like a junior in college, I was like 19. Like, I'll do it. I'll do it, and that's, and I've been in radio ever since, I've never done anything else but radio. Is that great? Sybil, Kevin and Tom talked about uh, the activism piece, and uh, when you think about this show all, all the years, mm -hmm. folks talk about, oh sure, this entertainer and that entertainer. But the reality is, as I've traveled around the country, when people talk about, when people, everywhere, like, hell, I was in the airport, I flew to Atlanta last night for an event, I came back, mm -hmm. dude in the airport, like, yo man, where Tom, what are you gonna do? Right. I was like, he's gonna run a foundation, right. he's not gonna, oh, I'm just checking. But what people talk about not entertainment interviews they talk about the initiatives yes the campaigns yes. that were launched taking those campaigns to the air and spreading them throughout the nation um, and i dare say throughout the world because we were on armed forces radio as well um, and, and a number of those which is different because a lot of people have been scared oh. to take stances on issues on look we ain't trying to get dropped mess exactly. with our money exactly yeah. exactly right Roland and it was it, there were some times where it was a little uneasy but um, Tom was always and he talks about his mentor but he was always and has always been about doing right by black folks I don't care what they're doing, and he will tell them when they're wrong. But as far as but I still issues, support them. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be wrong. You can be wrong and black, but I'm gonna still support you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a choice. My website is called Black America Web. <laughs> but but these issues, whether it is voter registration, whether it was telling the folks at CompuServe, um, whether it was you, you name it, um, we had so many. Um, air initiatives that just took place and took off, even when it was down to keeping living single on the air. You know, it was things like that that were so important to, to people and didn't realize that we could do something about it. You know, we could do it locally. We did all the protesting and things, but this took it to a whole nother To have level. a national platform exactly. that hits 100 plus cities. Yes. And so when somebody says, and uh, hits, yeah, y'all ain't really major. Okay, listen tomorrow morning. And yeah. hits and then when the phone calls show up. Folks, oh yes. Yeah. And folks, you know, mailing in and mailing in their receipts or <laughs> people lined up to register to vote and coming in the middle of the night to be a part of a sky show where we were really just trying to do voter <laughs> registration. But Tom had that infotainment 
aspect of it. We were informing as well as entertaining. Tom, the CompuServe thing uh, was a little different. Yeah. It just sort of happened. Uh. <laughs> and then y'all were like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ex ex explain for the folks who are unfamiliar okay. with that. There's one, there's one major rule of radio or media. You don't go after advertising. You don't do that. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's the money. That's the money. You don't talk about advertisers. They do something wrong uh, or, or tragic, like, like what happened at Walmart. You take the spots off the air immediately. You do not ever talk <laughs> about advertisers. Well, I don't know if you remember some, uh, uh, an organization called CompUSA. Remember them? Okay, CompUSA, they're out of business now. But anyway, someone leaked an email that said they didn't want, they didn't want to advertise to black people. I said, Whoa, that ain't right. <laughs> um, so we went to CompUSA and said, you know, you know black people buy in your stores. And in fact, I can prove it. And so I went on the air and I said, CompUSA, that they didn't want to advertise to black people. So my, my boss has said, hey, hey. Ixnay on the umpke. I said, no, 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 you're not getting any money from these people anyway. So that's, I'm calling them out. And I got a no-cut contract. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so, the rest so of I'm, us in didn't. The, I'm in the, I'm in the driver's seat. I'm driving. Someone said the rest of us didn't. <laughs> So I said, okay, people, CompUSA doesn't want to advertise to black people. And I went to CompUSA and I told them black people buy their products. Do me a favor and send in your receipts. So boxes of receipts were delivered to CompUSA and, uh, and, and the rest is history. Oh, it got real, it got, it, it got real sticky though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tavis and I, Tavis and I talked about them real, 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 real bad, and so the, it came down from the headquarters of uh, we were owned by ABC then, and ABC said, "Don't say anything else about CompUSA, okay?" I said, "Well, too late." <laughs> I said, said "Well, just stop it. When you go on the air in the morning, nothing. Don't say anything." So I went on the air. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, boom, 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 is this mic on? Boom, 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 is this mic on? And uh, we, we were victorious. Uh, CompUSA uh, advertised and other people came on board and started advertising because at that time, um, there, were a lot of, there were a lot of people like CompUSA that Absolutely. refused Absolutely. to advertise to black people. Absolutely. And still is. In fact, in fact Kevin, you, that, that, that was the famous Cats, Cats memo. Uh, the Cats, the, that was the next one we, it, we yeah, went after. Absolutely. And when that Cats, folks who don't know, you Google it, at Cats memo, uh, a, a non-urban dictate. Yep, yeah. nerd. And, yeah. and yeah. what folks don't understand is that when you, when, if you, if you talk to... All of our advertising would come through Cats. All of it. All of it. And so we went after Cats. Oh, ABC got so upset. You can't go after Cats. Don't, don't say nothing. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> is this mic on? 
boom, 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 boom. Is this mic on? And yeah, it was sticky. It was, it was, it was tricky at one time. Kevin, the reason that is significant because if folks who don't realize, Black Magazines, Ebony, yeah. Black Enterprise, yeah. Essence, uh, you had major car companies, um, uh, luxury car companies, would not advertise in Black oh, Magazine, no. even though black folks bought it. Yeah, every day. Then you had so many other companies. Folks know uh, Gucci and Prada, all sure. the issues yeah. that they've had. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you could go down the line, and you've had companies making millions of black folks, but then not wanting to reinvest for black folks. As a station owner, uh, beyond the syndicated show, you're impacted by that oh, because totally. you're not able to grow your company to increase your revenues, to buy more stations. Uh, yeah. And so it impacts the growth of your business when you don't have, as Dr. King said in the April 3rd speech uh, at Mason Temple, reciprocity. Absolutely. No, I, the no urban dictates. You all, you all may, I, I look amongst you all and walk through the halls and all this hope and faith and high energy and smiles and the world, the future's in front of you. And, and you. And, and you, <laughs> thank you, and you. And, and, and take advantage of that. You, one thing that I've learned real quickly with Roland saying, when we bought a radio station, we turn on a hip hop station, we turn on Tom Joyner, Urban AC, and everybody hears their favorite song, and, and black folks will walk up to me or my friends and say, boy, I know you're making a bunch of money. I said, well, why do you think I'm making a bunch of money? Because you're playing the hottest songs, everybody's listening to you, so everybody's gonna advertise. But then when Mr. Joyner turned around and his show came out and started talking about No Urban Dictates, when my favorite coffee place was on there talking about don't advertise to black folks, because they don't buy our coffee. There is an underbelly, there's an underline of folks saying that our dollar is not worth spending advertising to get. So when he came out with his show exposing all of that, that helped us out because the conversation was being able to be had. Because without re revenue, we cannot exist. But the conversation was being had and other companies were hearing it said, oh, hell no, they're not gonna call us out next. <laughs> so, I, that, so, so I need y'all to place so some money. We're gonna buy some advertisement and, and here is the backside of that. They got a return on their investment. Yeah. They, they didn't, it wasn't money to get them quiet. They actually re got a return on their dollar. Yeah, Tom, go, 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 no, go, go right ahead. Go right Tom, ahead. you were able to show, uh, I forgot which <clears> car company, um, I talk about your car on the show, this is an increase in your sales. Ford. So you had data. Yeah, Ford. We sold, one cruise, we sold like 700 cars. 700 yeah. cars. And Ford well, said, we'll see y'all next year. Okay. Let me, yeah. Well, let me, give, let, let, let me give props for props to do. I didn't just come up with that. I mean, I may have done that, and it hadn't been done on radio before, but you know who taught me that? Who? Johnny Johnson. Johnny Johnson. We had a TV show for a minute. And did you know that Kentucky Fried Chicken did not advertise in Ebony Jet or any of or any other black media? The hell what they think. And at all at all the chicken that black folks eat. So Mr. Johnson said, well, let's go see him. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you ever met him, you know I I'm dead on mm -hmm, uh, so we went to Louisville and uh, we walked up to the, their headquarters and it looked like the Annabelle, uh, it looked like the home and gone with the wind. Yep. So we walk up in there and we, Mr. Johnson said, I want to speak to the to colonel. The, <laughs> yeah, he actually <laughs> said that. Uh, if not the colonel, the man on top. And he said, my name is John H. Johnson. I'm rich. 
and I eat chicken. <laughs> and I'm not here for me, but I'm here for black people that came over on a boat <laughs> as a slave. <laughs> I mean, he took them back. By the time we walked out of there, they were feeling so guilty <laughs> that we had Kentucky Fried Chicken. And that was like unbelievable. That's like 30, 40 years ago. They were not advertised to black people until Johnny's Johnson walked up in there. <laughs> I'm rich and I eat chicken. <laughs> but it wasn't just that he was rich and he ate chicken. He had a powerful black consumer backing his magazine. So when he walked in, Sybil, he exactly. had the, he had exactly. the wind behind him. Exactly. And so for the morning show, same and thing. Same thing. Exactly. If you didn't have folks listening and the ratings were high, so when you walked in, you said, "Look a here." Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how many people light, remember. I don't know how many people remember, but back in the day, when when there was Ebony magazine, there was always a survey in the back. Do you rent or own? Did you go to college or not? Right. How much money do you make? And he was the first, the first that came up with data about the black consumer. The black consumer. Mm. He was a marketing. He was a marketing genius, and he went to all these different, all these different brands that black folks love, and he told them, "He said black folks love your product, and black folks have money to buy." And here's the, here's the data. And he said, he said, when black people love you, we wrap our arms around you through generations and to death. Like, I don't know how many, how many it, I remember Colgate, um, everybody, had, uh, 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 Colgate toothpaste. We, when we, when we, when black people, when black people say they buy your product, we love your product, whether it's whether it's the best product on the market, or the or, 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 or the most expensive or most or, or the cheapest. When we say that's what we buy, there's nothing like that brand loyalty. But brand when loyalty. you piss us off, <laughs> right? Here we go. There's a flip okay. side to that's that, right? Because to, to, y'all understand. To this day, if I drive by a Texaco, wow, yeah. I pause because of the racism. That was at least 18, 20 years ago. Right. So to this day, I'm like, yeah. let me go to Exxon. <laughs> so what I'm saying, so Brand for loyalty. black people, when you do something to black people, yeah. we, that's why I tell people all the time, especially black celebrities, folks who are in our profession, I tell them, no disrespect, y'all can go try to try to appease as many white folks as you want. You can try to cross over, but do not piss off black people, and you damn oh, sure don't piss off out. black women. That's right. So some of y'all be asking me, all but one of my guys said, "Brother, why are you always with?" One of my guys on my show said, "Why?" Ask my see you always all them old black women, and you will walk over and take a picture. I said, "Let me tell you something." <laughs> old black women watch. They make their kids watch. They make their grandkids watch. Yep. I'm going to lock up the old black women market. Tell them about Janet Jackson. Oh, J J so, so Janet Jackson, when she was on the cruise, um, Janet Jackson's mama watched me every day on TV One at 4 o'clock in the morning in L.A. 
Lowell Henry, who was a long time, who was a close Jackson, Jackson friend, he's close to Miss Jackson, he would call me, he said, Roland, me and Miss, Miss Jackson, Miss Catherine, we watch you. He would text me, boy, she just said this, we'd be talking to television, and it's four o'clock in the morning in LA. Now we were on at nine o'clock, it was six o'clock in the morning, they were cool. He said, every day. And there's so many other stories yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and so the thing about that is, again, is understanding, and I want to well, I want you to speak to this, and I come all three of you, why we have to, what Tyler Perry spoke here last year, because I want him to speak to this, why we have to respect the black consumer yeah. and have love for our people in order to also get it back. Yeah, I, I think that, um, and, and as Tom learned at the feet of Mr. John H. Johnson, those of us on the show have learned from Tom, uh, especially about understanding the demographics of our show, women between the ages of 25, well, at the time it was 25 and 54, now it's, it's considerably older. Um, but it is having the respect and understanding, and I think Tom also understood that not only from Mr. Johnson, but in his own household. Mm -hmm. And awesome. understanding that the women, the people in his house made the decisions they were making those buying decisions, the purchase decisions, as well as you know what you put on your back and what you put in your mouth from his mother and his aunt. And those of us that also grew up in, in understanding the power of these single black women that were listening to us and understanding how important they were to the running of our show. Sorry, Mr. Audio Man, I get a little excited about this sometimes. But not only in terms of uh, the programming of our show, but the, actually the features of the show. We had one of the first uh, uh, single mom features with Myra J. Uh, and that was a real important part because you're reaching out to these people and that also engendered a lot of advertising, I dare say in terms of who was going to be advertising with us, as well as how we were going to get people to take in a lot of these advertisers that hadn't done business with black companies before. But Tom, that your black audience wants to be touched. They want to, I use the example for me, I can't go to a church, I know you can't talk about this subject. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's a running joke on the show, y'all. <laughs> I won't go to a church if I can't shake the preacher's hand. You can't do that, preach, and then go, go, go in your bat cave. Yeah. No. Black folks also, radio, they, want, they want you to touch them. Radio is like that. We're, we're, radio is a, yep. radio, I have a congregation. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. Yes, oh, you you're do. nice. Well, now he's he Bishop Tom Joyner. <laughs> and that, and Bishop and, Elder Deacon. <laughs> and, black, and, and black radio has to touch and hug. Well, how do you do that when you're in Dallas and you're in a hundred and some odd markets and everybody wants, wants to be touched and hugged? We came up with the Sky Show. Yes, you did. And we did the Sky Shows. Uh, we did that for four or five years. I don't know how many we did a year, maybe, a, maybe 50, 60 of them in, in large, uh, large arenas, large venues. And we would literally touch. Hug and touch. And they had and, a, and and they had a, and a vote. And right. entertain. And and we and we and we and we coined the phrase, we, we trademarked the phrase, party with a purpose. And it started out it started out the purpose was to register people to vote and to put emphasis on 
on candidates in each market. And so every year I would do, I would do maybe uh, 50, 60 markets. And in those 50 or 60 markets, they thought I was there anyway, but I would, I would do the Sky Show and I'd do some other stuff in the, in, in, in the market, but it was all about one thing, hugging, touching, and reaching out, and I love hugs. Kevin, how do you tell your radio folks who are local, don't just sit behind the mic and, don't go, and, and, and ignore folks and not touch them. Yeah. That selfie matters, yeah, oh, that hug matters. Mm -hmm. Speaking to that brother shining in shoes matters. Every day, you know, you, you talk about how do you connect or how do we connect. You know, when I look in the mirror, I love what I see. I love being who I am. I love being a, a black man in America in this world, you know? And so how, do, how does that translate into our company? Everyone in our company doesn't look like everyone on this stage, but they know who we're targeting and what we're embracing. Right. So, you know, uh, how our DJs, you have to interact with the community that you're in, local and live, but what's about the substance? What about it matter? You know, going back to just a little bit about what we talked about earlier about advertisers and the money, talking about value, I started getting advertising agencies calling me, say, hey, do you carry the time during the morning show? Well, absolutely. Well, here's a buy. Well, you know what? Is that contract renewed? We need to renew that contract for time, Jordan. It built value. So every day when you all are moving, you all have to interact, stop and be nice. One thing that I have watched in these hallways, you all are interacting. But there's some big timers here, too. You know, they can't speak, can't smile, can't look at you eye to eye. Guess what? Shame on you, because this conference won't benefit you. Slow down what he said, what Roland said, and get to know someone. I, I, don't, I want all of you to speak to black love. And I want, it's, I think it's, it's hard for folks who are not celebrities or public figures to really understand black love and how just amazing it is. Uh, I, 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 I think about going through the Atlanta, first of all, go, Going through the Atlanta airport, it's just black love all day, all day. <laughs> but I was, in the, I was in the airport, I'm waiting on the flight, and a brother walks up to me, and he says, thank you. Mm. He shakes my hand. Mm. And I said, appreciate it. He says, no, thank you, and walks off. But I knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so what's one of your member exam memorable examples of just being in the presence and in being the beneficiary of black love. Oof. There's so many. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people still don't know what I look like, and 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 I'm okay with that. I, that's why I'm in radio, you know. <laughs> for, for some folks, this is the first time they've seen me, um, but they know my voice and they know my laugh, and so. That's what when it will, you know, somebody will turn around and say, oh, my God, Boom. I know that. I know that laugh. And and then they, you know, they grab you up because we are talking to people every morning, the most intimate times of your day. Right. Mm -hmm. They and butt naked in bed, in the shower. Like it is intimate. It, yes, it is. <laughs> And, and sometimes we're the only ones with them. Um, but it is, it is really important, important times of their days. And now we have kids, I'm sorry, we have young adults that are telling us, you know, my mama made me listen to you 
going to school when I was in seventh grade, and now, you know, I'm anchoring the news here in this particular city. It's like, those are the moments, and it's not like, you know, Danny Glover coming on and uh, Tom and Jay, and, and Danny Glover said, is Sybil there? And I was like, yes, Mr. Glover, as a matter of fact, I am. But you know, it's, it's <laughs> moments where people recognize you, and, and, and when Danny Glover says to Tom, thank you, like you just heard, Roland, thank you, and, and not realizing that Danny Glover or Oprah is listening to you, but also, those people, those women that are driving their That's kids right. to school every morning and saying, listen to what they're saying. Right. You know, and, and now you're going to go look up that big A word or whatever, you know, and, 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 and you can be silly and make a living like J. Anthony Brown or all the other comedians, you know. But it's just those people that recognize and encourage their children. That's what really means the most to me. Tom, a woman hit me up, said she, she would, she, uh, will always drop her kid off around the same time my segment was on. And her, they were in the car, and her, I had not finished. A, ch <laughs> a child said, go around the block. <laughs> and the mama told me that. And I gave a shout out on the air, and I said, hey, I met this mother, mm -hmm. a daughter, dog was 14. I got an email, Th thanks for the shout out, but I'm 12. <laughs> wow. Right. I was like, okay, all right, you 12. Wow. But Tom, but, but again, I'll speak to being on the receiving end of black love. That's the best. Yeah. It's the best. And I get it every day, several times a day, anytime I walk outside my house. Every Can I just tell day. this morning? Uh, we were leaving the Hot 105 studio and I was getting in Tom's car and there are these two women that came up on alongside Tom. And so so <laughs> these women, Tom said they walk that every morning. They walk that parking lot every day. And, uh, you know, and they're stalking him in a sense. And he's, you know, said every day they're here. And she, and she said, who's that woman getting in the car with Tom? <laughs> <laughs> she said, oh, girl, that was nobody. That's just Sybil. And so they were just, you know, <laughs> hey, how you doing? And kept going. It but happens. he gets this everywhere. Every day. Every day. Through these halls. I, 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 I'm walking, trying to make it on time. Only reason I'm late is because I, I can't stop. True. I, I have to stop. Right, right. I have to stop. Right. Because I don't want anybody to say, oh, you like that. Oh, you now. big time right. now. Oh, you big time now. Okay. So I, I stop as much as I can. Right. And um, so it happens every day. The love is, 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 is amazing. And I love it. Now, Kevin, we've been in a situation. So. You're the business side, you're not public, but I've been, been there where you're watching. All of it. So, so from your vantage point, from the corporate side, speak to when you're standing back and you're watching how we interact, how we, and, and how that, that, that whole thing is happening. And what are you then telling your people who say, look man, I, I don't really need to do all that. Cause, cause I, I've seen you just sort of sit back and just sort of you, you just you you, you yeah. watch in how people move. In, I do. I'm not I'm not a front. I don't, I don't, I'm not in the front person. I'm in the back. Uh, you know, we are in the service business. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear everything that's just been said. We're mm -hmm. in the service business, and I do. I don't. 
I have a ministry that God has given my family, who is my dad, who is my world. I work for him. I'm living a dream to service the people that our radio stations and our newspaper are in. Right. And so when I'm able to sit back and see the Sky Show come to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it's packed at two in the morning, packed. <laughs> Folks are calling line as he would say, make sure y'all call in work, say you sick, because you're, be <laughs> you're gonna be at the Sky Show. It's amazing, and people are happy, yeah. they are learning, and we all know that we learn best when we're having fun. That's right. So, sitting back looking at a return on the investment and I'm sorry you all because all of you all I've heard which was in the opening ceremony everybody's looking for that 12% find a job to make more money that's what I took from the opening ceremony last night everybody's looking to make more money is that we have a newspaper called the Black Chronicle newspaper that started our entire company we all know where print is today but we're still in business and doing well and one day if we literally in two days we had all these people walk into our offices for new subscriptions we were like, well, what's going on? And one young lady said, well, I'm here because Tom Jordan said, stop by your local black newspaper and get a subscription. That's right. I couldn't make that up. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I'm able to sit back, watch, and appreciate. Mm. Yeah. Um, the show ends in, in December. 31st. You announced two years ago, it was the last contract you signed. And every, folks have just been like, okay, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen? Reach Media announced that Ricky Smiley would be uh, sliding to the dunk contemporary position. But I do, ha I, I do have a, a, a fear. And this is not just radio. I have a fear because I look at the state of Ebony Magazine. Mm -hmm. Jet no longer exists. SS Magazine makes more money from the festival than the actual magazine. I look at the fact that there are eight black cable networks that target African-Americans that do 1,344 hours of content a week and there's not one hour of news. Uh, and, and just so y'all understand, Tom went after Comp USA. He even went after his own company. <laughs> when, when TV One announced my show got canceled, Tom literally went, oh, y'all this is no lie. I get a text message from Kim Whitley and Sherry saying, Tom just said on the air, boycott TV One. <laughs> I went, repeat that again? <laughs> I thought they were joking. Nope. I text Sybil. Sybil like, yeah, yeah, he just did. Well, the company now owns his show, owns TV One. <laughs> and didn't sit well with a couple of folks, but you were not afraid to hit the parent company. I'm telling you, when Tom Joyner is for you, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. He has uh, such a sense of loyalty to those of us uh, that he works with and really appreciates. Hard work really appreciates hard work. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Quality work. And, and if you're down for black folks like you are and like he is, then nobody can be against you if you got him on your side. I mentioned fear, and literally it is a fear. And we're 24 years away. From, from America being a nation, majority of people of color. Mm -hmm. I think about the first black newspaper, Freedom's Journal, March 1827. They said, we wish to plead our own cause too long have others spoken for us. Mm. My fear is that we're seeing black media disappear mm. and of the black media that is still here, many don't have that same burning fire inside 
um, of activism and fighting for our people. How do you see the landscape just projecting forward? What do you see and what do you want to see? Streaming is killing us. We're dying. It killed print media and they're digging the grave for radio right now. Oh, thanks for those who still have to work next year. <laughs> and by the way, according to the research, more than half of African Americans receive their daily news and information through radio. That's true. But um, because, because of the way, because of the way the ratings are now, um, the rating system, the rating, the rating system, um, Arbitron and, and Nielsen, uh, we have, we have participated in, in killing ourselves. Um, it's, it's sad and, 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 and that's, and that's the real reason. And that's the real reason I'm retiring. I, it's, I'm healthy. I'm strong. I can, I can do this. I can do this from the moon if I had the opportunity. But the reality is that I'm not having as much fun and I'm not making as much money. So I decided after I got my last contract and there was no extension after that contract that I would just, I would just uh, 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 stop getting up at three o'clock in the morning and concentrate on uh, helping students stay in school at HBCUs. So that's the really, the business, the business, the business part of, of, uh, of radio is not what it used to be. And it's just not as much fun. And we're not, we're not, we're not making the dollars that we're making without, but I can, I can better use my time mm -hmm. by getting up at three o'clock in the afternoon instead of three <laughs> o'clock in the morning and helping, and helping uh, HBCUs. And that's what, I, that's, what I, that's what I will continue to do from now on. I've, uh, I've taken over uh, the Tom Joyner Foundation. Our biggest fundraiser is the uh, cruise. The cruise will continue. And we sell out every year. And we're going to channel, our, our, our charter simply says, we help students stay in school at historically black colleges and universities through, through scholarships. Uh, to date, we've done more than 29,000 scholarships. We've, we've raised and donated more than $65 million uh, to HBCUs. And I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, and, 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 I'll use, and I'll use social media. Uh, to get the word out as, as, as to what we're doing and who we're helping. Uh, but I'm just not getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning mm. no more. I, it's, you know, people say, you must be used to it by now. No. No. No, God didn't intend for you to get up at 3 o'clock no. in the morning. There's nothing up. Hell, I'm a, <laughs> night, I'm a night person. I don't know right. what the hell I've been thinking right. all these years. Exactly. You call me at 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah, what up? <laughs> right. <laughs> Get up at that. I get up at my segment is seven seventeen. I wake up at seven o five. Yeah, and sometimes we hear that. Yes, yeah. precisely. Like, dang, it's early. So that's that, you know, I I, I said I'd, I'd get out before I was asked to get out. So, uh, uh, 
And so that's, what, that's, that's, why, that's why the show is ending. Sybil, what's next for you? I am uh, putting in applications at Nordstrom's because I like shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really hoping to stay in radio. I have a couple of things that I'm looking at, and uh, I really want to, st I just, I know it's dying, but I just love that medium. I be, be nice on dying. I don't. I don't like Thank it. I, 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 I have too much debt. Well, no, no. <laughs> I'm, Me too. I'm, I'm coming to you. On yeah, that. I don't want to I'm hear coming that. to you. And and I would like to be a part of that resurgence, if you will. I still think that there is a place that we can have as radio professionals to keep that medium going and thriving. I really do. And and it is my hope that I can still be a part of of a radio program in which, and especially for women, um, I, part of my greatest regret is that even in black radio, um, but in other uh, forms of radio as mm -hmm. well, um, there are not black women who are running black sh morning shows. Um, as the host. As the host, yep. yes. Their names are not in the jingle, as we like to say. Um, and, I, and I want to be in, in, in my days of doing that, um, are, are not over in terms of encouraging young women right. to get out there and to go for it and to make the money. And I'm not taking anything away from him because he deserves every dollar he's made. But to make the money that men are making because we're still not right. doing it. We're still not doing it. Right. I was looking, I look up birthdays and, and holidays and stuff every day. And so uh, on my calendar came up yesterday, August 7th was Black Women Equality Day. We have to go all the way to August 7th to make the money that men make throughout that first year, right? From January to December. So, and we have to go till August to make it, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's not even the pay equality day for white women. We're like, we're still at 58 cents to the dollar, yep, yep. right? So I just want, to be in a position where we can continue to lift up our, our black female broadcasters and really make sure that they get what they deserve for all the hard work that they put in as well. Kevin, when we talk about the, the future, it is a matter of, of understanding uh, the shifting landscape. Uh, yes. When I sat down with Cheryl Pearson uh, 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 with Nielsen last year, uh, when they released their, their report on black consumers, three million African-Americans listen to podcasts each week. Mm -hmm. um, when TV One canceled my show, I launched that digital show, I had black people and a whole bunch of black people in ABJ. Mm -hmm. Dude, what are you doing? Right. Uh, what about MSNBC or CNN? I said, well, first of all, I said, no disrespect, Joanne Reed don't own her show. Yeah. Don Lemon doesn't own his show. Mm -hmm. They have to ask permission to go cover something. I asked me. <laughs> we did it. We're averaging eight million views a month. We're building it. Uh, we're literally talking now about building into a network. And folks are going, but, but why wouldn't you go there? I'm like, because the consumer has shifted. Yeah. I'm always trying to go where the consumer is going. True. And so as an owner, what are you seeing in terms of black radio? And I dare say, not even use the word black radio, yeah, absolutely. black media. media. Absolutely. Well, well, first of all, on the radio side, let's deal with the ad revenue. Uh, 10 years ago, it was a $17 billion radio advertising business. 17 billion with the B as a boy. It's currently at 14 and a half, $15 billion being spent in radio. That's billion, 14 and a half billion dollars, ladies and gentlemen. That's just not gonna go away. 
Okay, so that's number one. That's real hard money. So that's a huge thing. The number two, when it comes to where, where we are as a platform of media, is fragmentation. It's too fragmented. And it's not going to change. No. So, so it's going to become more fragmented. It's getting ready to become more fragmented. So the issue is, is here. Is that billion dollars, multi-billion dollars going away anytime soon? No. But let's put a period there and keep that in your mind. Mm -hmm. the, Mr. Jordan, the time Jordan the morning show, and Sybil, I'm going to steal that. I never thought about your name in the jingle. I just kind of took that for granted. I'm, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> You know, first syndicated show ever. How long ago was that? When you all ninety four? Yeah. I got in twenty five years. Twenty five years ago. January I got in the business 10. in December of nineteen ninety three. But now you have I'm not gonna name names, three more syndicated morning shows targeting black folk. Yep. You got two or three afternoon syndicated uh, uh, afternoon shows targeting black folks. You got some oldie morning shows targeting black folks. The Quiet Storm. The shows. Quiet Storm Network yes. targeting black folks. Yeah, with with, with uh, pretty yellow boy, I'll yeah. be sure. <laughs> Uh, and so, Reach Media owns most of them. It, it, it started by who, sir? Thank you. So he's talking all that, but he's, he's a proponent of that, too. He's a businessman. So my point for that saying, we're not going anywhere. We have to integrate to what today is. So if you're a radio owner, TV owner, you have to integrate. You have to have apps. You have to stream. You have to be everywhere. Is there a cost to that? Absolutely. Yep. Is there a revenue following that cost? Six times out of ten, no. Can you go out there and make it? Yes. I, I said this to Ms. Kathy Times earlier today. Boy, if you would like to own a radio station or a TV station in America right now, there's a ton of inventory out there for yep. you to purchase. Good or bad. Is there money to follow? Absolutely. But, but, but to your point, Kevin, and again, this is where the vision comes in. When you talk about where the media is going. Everybody now. Podcasting, podcasting. Absolutely. And now there is a business model of podcasting. Yes, right. it is. What the folks may not know is that, so when I read Chicago Defender, um, I was at a media fellowship at Cal Berkeley. Evan Williams presented the podcasting. Evan Williams is the co-founder of Twitter. Then he had a company called Odeo, O-D-E-O, yep. -E brand new. And he taught us about podcasting. I came back and I'm like, oh, hell, we're going to do a podcast. <laughs> so I launched the first black news source podcast ever at the Chicago Defender in 2005. Launched a video podcast, first ever in 2006. The owners of the Defender were like, there's all this podcast and stuff. I said, if y'all would just get the hell out the way. Let you work. And just let me do this. I'm telling you where we're going. That was 2005. This is 2019. They just announced three weeks ago their last print edition. Yeah, they did. They are trying to do things today that I literally was doing in 2005. So what this also requires is it requires owners to listen to the folks who are working for them. I agree. To say they might be on the something, and I bet not just blow it off because the revenue stream may not exist today, but it is going to come. Absolutely. No, I agree. And in, in the pressures of the everyday business, Roland, you and I have had this conversation many times. The pressures of an owner trying to pay payroll, bills, debt service, sometimes clouds judgment. But yes, if you all have what he's talking about, podcasting and things of that nature, be aggressive and promote it yourself. I hope everyone in this room has your own individual social media that represents you to be able to monetize yourself yep. moving forward. And so to answer your question, I feel strong about radio today. I feel stronger than ever. And that's not blind trust. 
If it's done correctly, it's a great business. Before I go to questions, is there something in all these years that you wanted to do that you didn't do? Yeah. Other than date Idris Elba? <laughs> no, I mean, there have been so many great opportunities from this show, whether it's going to the White House, whether it's broadcasting from South Africa twice. Um, uh, we have not broadcast from the moon. Um, but, uh, God, you know, I just, my, my blessings are just overflowing as a result of, of doing this show. And having worked with a man who has tremendous vision and him hiring people with tremendous vision, we have such a talented staff of people. That has been the joy of my life because I, I grew up as an only child. So these are my brothers and my sisters that I get to watch and learn from every day. And um, only, oh, my only regret is not making Tom Jordan money. But other than that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really good. No, I am. Tom? Uh, I've got a couple of regrets. Uh, uh, not necessarily in this order, <laughs> but um, we had the opportunity to put Steve mm. under the umbrella. Uh, yep. And um, egos got in the way. And we weren't that far apart on money. It was all egos. And, and Steve, um, we were going to, we were going to, Steve was going to come under the Reach umbrella and we were going to do a, uh, a twin tower uh, kind of uh, strategy where it would be me in, the, me in the mornings and Steve in the afternoons. Egos got in the way, that deal didn't happen. Um, we had the opportunity to do a movie oh, based, yeah. on, based on the cruise. Yeah. And we put together, for the first time, Tyler Perry, and and uh, and uh, uh, Rob and, and Rob Hardy, Rob Hardy, and, Will, and Packer. Will Packer, and Will Packer. They were gonna come together, and again, egos got in the way. So Will Packer did the movie and called it Girls Trip. <laughs> and true somewhere story. in my stack of stuff, that's true, is a script. And instead of Instead of these people, these girls, these women uh, going oh, to the Wallace. Essence Music wow. Festival, yeah. they'll come to the cruise. But, but, <laughs> but, what? If your son has not told you, what? About four months ago, I got a call from, from a showrunner of two major shows. I won't say the name of it because y'all right know, who said, I, I want to get to Tom Joyner about a movie dealing with the cruise. And I said, here you go. He has her information. So that might come around a second time. I'll be ready. It can still happen. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying. The cruise. I know the fact that she called me. So I know that actually okay. happened. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to take questions. Uh, here's, we're going to take questions here. First of all, we have microphones uh, back there. And so if you go to the mic. Uh, if I can only have two people standing at one time, raising your hand, not going to help. Go to the microphone. Uh, now, normally I walk the floor, but it's uh, a little too much space here. So two standing at one time, I'm going to go. Whoever gets the microphone first, so y'all better walk fast. Walk, walk, hurry up. Walk, walk, walk. There you go. Okay, he beat you. All right, my question. <laughs> he beat you. Question over here. Uh, name, where you're from. Question, no sermonettes. All right, my, my name is... 
Uh, Jalen Couch um, from Detroit, Michigan. Step up to the microphones, talk right to it. I uh, work at Deach, um, out of Detroit, Michigan. My question is, what do you have to say to um, someone like myself who's in radio in regards to the future of um, just advice in general? Like, what should I look forward to doing? Turn the microphone up or come closer to the mic. Boom. Can you hear me? There we yeah. Go. Oh, okay. Talk okay, okay. into the mic. All right. Once again, my name is Jalen Couch. Damn it, you in radio. Talk into the mic. <laughs> I'm right here. You can hear me? Can you hear me? Now it's better. Yeah, All right. Okay. <laughs> Um, my question is in regards to what is your advice that you would give to like someone like me who's in radio in regards to moving forward? Like, what should I look for in regards to my next move, my next step? What do you do in radio? Um, radio personality. What do you do in radio? No, I'm like a radio personality. Like, I'm a DJ, um, DJ. for WQHH. Thank you. Got okay. it. Okay. All right. Okay. Like, you could be an engineer. I got you. Got it. Yeah. Um, uh, don't turn down any jobs. Right. I never did. That's why I was doing two at one time. <laughs> um, don't turn down any, any opportunity. Take every opportunity and do the hell out of it. Don't be afraid to fail and learn from your failures. Yeah. You don't have vision until you fail first. Mm -hmm. You have to fail at something to have a vision. And don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to fail. Learn from your failures. Don't turn down any jobs. My mother used to say, uh, that's why God made erasers. And it was just, as Tom said, go out there and do it. Because what's the worst that can happen? You just erase it and you keep going. Of course, my mother was also married four times. So, <laughs> but, but the truth, is that, that is true. But, but don't, just keep going. Don't, and don't let them keep you down. You know what? You just, you just keep going and keep plugging. Because if you love it, you're going to keep doing it. Real quick for me, it's very simple. Maximize technology. Mm -hmm. Don't let somebody else know the technology and you're just talking. Uh, I'm probably the closest you'll get to a computer geek who's Nerd. cool, who's cool. Nerd. But, again, but again, by me knowing the technology, I've been able to have business conversations right. because I know the medium and I'm not relying on somebody else knowing the technical end. Uh, and then when they come in lying to me, trying to get me to pay more for it, I can say, you know you lying. Because <laughs> I know how the technical piece works. And a lot of people who are in the business Especially don't. here, don't yeah. learn the technical side of the business. That's true. That's huge today with technology because you can do a lot more things different ways. Yeah. Question here. Greetings, my name is Alyssa Camacho. I'm a recent graduate from Florida A&M University. Um, and former one, of, on one, of, one of his sons went there. Go ahead. Yay. <laughs> um, and also a former on-air talent for WAM 90.5, which is FAMU's radio station. Go ahead. My question is. How, what tips do you all have for someone like me coming out of college to make my air check different and stand out and the content on it different from my competitors or somebody else? Kevin, I want you to answer first because you are a hirer, owner. I, I would say this, your air check needs to sound just as good as your social media when I go look at your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, and your Snapchat. So all those need to be tied in and how do you separate yourself? Not only once you send it, who's the program director, who's the owner, who's the secretary, and they should know you. If you want the job, you need to be in the studio and in the place to get the job. You graduated, great for you, but when I walk out the door, I'll meet 100 more people just like you. What separates yourself? Doing what you're doing right now. Sybil? Send thank you notes after 
mm -hmm. you interview with people and stay in touch with them. Um, that's not, I'm not talking about the technical part of it, obviously, but your interpersonal skills are gonna go a very long way. And your personality is gonna come through in your, in, in your air check. But also maintaining those relationships is gonna be very important because the people that you meet today, you may not see them for another five years, yep. but the impression that you make upon them is gonna make all the difference in the world. Yep, trying to make your air check as personal as possible. Instead of talking like you're talking to a, a mass audience, talk to one person. Get a person in your head, make it a woman. <laughs> because, She's in the front. Yeah, because women, women control everything. And they control your radio, they control everything. So talk as if you're talking to one person, not 12 million. Right. <laughs> like I have, like like I have, but if you listen to me on the radio, you can hear me talking to one person. If I'm talking by myself, if I'm talking to somebody in the room on interview, I'm always just talking to one person because in the end, if anybody is paying attention to you, it's just them yep. and you. It's one on one. Yep. It's not one on twelve million. It's just one person. Question. Thank you. Yes. Hello. Uh, my name is Josh Barker, Mr. Perry. I'm a native of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, homeboy, <laughs> homeboy. And also, I'm a graduate of Alabama State University. Yeah. I'm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold that against you. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold it against you. Either. Okay. Uh, I'm actually the digital editor at the New York Amsterdam News in New York City, and nice. I also work weekends at WBLS. I co-host the show. Mm -hmm. um, my first question, my only question I have for you, rather, is can you tell us a little bit about the origin of the Tom Joyner Foundation? I've known people who have benefited from that. Yeah. I just want to know a little bit about the history of that and how it got started, and what can alumni, us in here, a lot of us are alums, can do. I know monetary is always good, but what are some other things that we can do to help ensure HBCUs stay strong? Monetary. <laughs> always. Monetary. Always. And monetary. And if, and, and, and if you can't do monetary, volunteer. All yeah. right. And mentor somebody. Uh, how did the foundation get started? We, we, uh, we, we started, we always say it's 98, but that's, that's when the charter and stuff came mm -hmm. through. But we actually started in 97. We've been on the air, what? Three years, three, three or, or four three years. Three or four years. Yeah. Okay, so looking for ways to give back to the community, that's where I started with HBCUs. It's just that simple. Absolutely. You remember the time when you could dial a number and, <laughs> and, 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 and donate to something? Uh, they had these 900 numbers, remember mm -hmm. that? Yeah. And people abused them. They started calling from, the, from their jobs and their jobs had to pay uh, all this money for, this is before uh, GoFundMe. Right. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? It was as simple as dialing, dialing them. So the, the light went on and said, okay, why don't we raise some money with one of these 900 numbers? Mm -hmm. So we got a 900 number. First school was my son's alma mater, because he runs the foundation, was Howard. And um, we said, That's if you want to donate to Howard <laughs> and help a student stay in school okay. through scholarships, Called this 900 number, and in a month, we had raised like $60,000, like $5, $15, or $25 at a time, less the uh, agency fee. And then people started you know, abusing it, 
<laughs> and so we changed, we changed that strategy to just donate. And it caught on. People always say that black folks don't support black schools. Not true. And that's just not, that's just not true. I got 65 million reasons why that's not true. Right. We just need to, we just need to be shown a way to do it. Yep. We, and so we, and, and, and at the time, the only thing uh, was going on was the UNCF and the telethon. Yep. And you, and you know, you make your pledge and then you sit there and watch the television and Lou Ross <laughs> <That's> would, <laughs> would say, here's the number and here's the, here's the tally. Who the people? Yeah, and, 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 and so that's, that's really how it got started. Um, I wanted to name it after my mother, Buddy, but then um, my, my, uh, my partner, David Cannon, said, no, push the brand. And so we call it the Tom Joyner Foundation. Also, your daddy, Hercules, wanted something. In yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my daddy's name, Hercules. Uh, <laughs> I know. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> Thank God I'm not a junior. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway that's, how, that's, how, that's how the foundation got started. Thank you so much. Uh, we literally have two minutes left. I'm going to try to get in. Four questions, go. Young lady, go ahead. Hi, my name is Tian Sermons. I'm currently a junior reporter for Time Magazine for Kids. And my question is, what is the biggest thing you each have learned in your work life? <laughs> Super serve the African-American community. Double? Super serve. Don't be ashamed. Name your, web, name your website, Black America Web. <laughs> <laughs> but super serve. Don't be ashamed. Yep. Don't, be, don't say, why are you always just helping black folks uh, and, and black schools? Uh, uh, you, know, you know white people listen to you too. Uh, no. If, if someone else wants to listen, fine. But I super serve African Americans. Period. I'm not ashamed of it. Be true to yourself. Just be true to and know, you know, what's going on in your head and your heart. That's what counts the most. And, and never, ever try to veer away from that. Kevin, slow down and enjoy the moment. Amen. Slow down and enjoy the moment. And that's something I have to learn how to master better. Me I, too. I dare say real simple, work ethic. Uh, with, I guess at the inauguration of Obama, that was a celebration. Uh, Radio One, Honor Tom, and all the folks, they came up there and they were talking about, oh, he's done this and this and this and this and this. And so they asked me to speak and I said, this is simple. If he didn't have work ethic, he couldn't do any of those things. Hmm. And so people come up to us all the time. I want to do what you do, but do you want to work as hard to get there? Hmm. And so if you don't have the work ethic, none of it will happen. It's it, not just getting up at three o'clock in the morning. Right. It's literally the work. Doing the work. Doing the work. Unfortunately, we have a hard stop. Our presidential forum comes up right after us. I cannot get to the questions, but there's a media availability uh, with Tom and Sybil in Sable 7, beginning at 2 p.m. Uh, if you have additional questions, that will take place at 2 p.m. Uh, I want to say, first of all, I want to thank Kevin. I want to thank Sybil. Thank you. I want to thank Tom. I want to thank you. Thank, thank you, Roland. Roland. Uh -huh. It has been, uh, it, it is, it is, it has been, it has been fascinating um, working 
on the show the last 11 years, and which a lot of people may not realize, uh, when Tom asked me to do the show was actually at NABJ. Wow. Tom, Tom was on, it was a party in Chicago. Wow. And I walked in. Yeah, the And Tom was on stage, sitting there, hyping people up, rocking <laughs> Tom had a white suit on. I had a white suit on an ascot. He sees me. I speak. He grabs my arm. We walk into like one of these side doors in a hallway. And he's sitting down, Oscar's standing right there. And I'm like, why in the hell are we in this hallway <laughs> in a party going on in right. here? And said, and his opening question was, um, what you doing next month? <laughs> like, working. Right. Uh, and so literally, and that's when it started on the Tom Jordan Morning Show, October 2008. Uh, it has been fascinating the last 11 years. Uh, it has been great. Uh, hop it on every Monday and Wednesday. Uh, and it is because of J. Anthony Brown and Tom that I, when I gave a speech in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada at a business conference, I walked in in a blue suit and red tie, and the absolute first question was, where your ass got? <laughs> because they talk about it all the time, and, and I just cracked up laughing. And so that's how a radio bit can go across, across the right. world, that's right. and that's you wouldn't right. even think about it. And so it has been great. I appreciate both of them, all three, being here at NABJ, sharing with you. We have been live streaming this. If you missed it, we have it on NABJ YouTube and Facebook, plus all three of my platforms. You can share the link. Uh, that you could also uh, pass it on to everybody else. Again, folks, uh, put your hands together and rise and please. For 25 great years, the Tom Jordan Morning Show, Tom Jordan, the Civil Wilkes. I got you. I got you. I got you. Thank you. In front of the table. Slide right up. Tom, you'll get a photo right here. Step right in front of the table. I'm going to move the table back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
Network. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 